0: hey what's up everyone this is a new episode of when worlds collide as you can see i have some very special guests on the screen today i have my always beautiful and amazing co-host sonia and we also have a special guest for you guys goes by the name of jesus saves out of new york um so we have a full episode for everyone so i just want to get jump right into it um you know do you do you um like how do you want us to call you like uh yeah, I mean usually in the graffiti realm, you know, everyone calls me jerk, my mom calls me jerk, my kids call me jerk, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't think people I've I've known people their entire lives and everybody I've never known. Yeah, everybody my, calls really Yeah, everybody calls me um Spain.
1: Spain, Spain. okay. Yeah, Spain. That's my um uh, that was my first type before Jesus Saves. Now it's my hip hop. Um it's my gospel rap name now, MC Spain. Okay. Well, Spain is what I, is what I'm mostly known by is
2: it mx spain or spain 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 Not,
1: okay yeah but mc spain is the
2: oh mc i get it yeah MC spain, i get like it I'm gospel, now <laughs> I'm, I'm a little gospel, bit slow but i get it
1: yeah i'm a gospel <laughs> i'm a gospel gospel rapper got
2: it
1: so, um mc spain spain is still active so everybody calls me spain it's like my nickname okay. right so spain, spain um
0: it. If you want to get into your early life, like you know, how was your child childhood like?
2: Mm,
1: I mean, besides being raised in church as a kid, my childhood was it was pretty tough sometimes because it's like my parents; they used to be so strict to a point where we got punished in a very harsh way. I would say like back in 1979, 1980 being a kid. At that time we had it the worst, you know, it's not like nowadays that you hit a kid, you know, they'll call, um, what is it? PCS, something like that, Yeah, 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 yeah. There was no such thing as none of that back in the days. So we, you know, I guess because my parents was going through issues and, uh, you know, divorce, and they, would, they used to always fight. And sometimes my mother would just let her anger out. And so my childhood was pretty, was pretty tough, but um, at the end of the day, it doesn't affect me. I um, decided to let the past go when I'm not trying to think about it, you know? And um, I also have fun too, don't get me wrong played with my toys, went outside playing a skelly top and playing sport games. Everybody was jump roping, roller skating back in those days. And um, it was beautiful times too. So I kind of enjoyed my childhood days during those days, during those those times, you know, being outside or going to school. And it it was just a different, it was a different world. It was a different time back then. That's all I can yeah, remember. I grew
2: up in the '70s too, but I was—I oh. was in high school in the '70s though. So oh I'm, wow! Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. oh God so bless you. I'm pretty, I'm pretty old, but yeah, it was a different time. We've been talking about that, my husband and I, about how different. Some of it is good, and some of it not so good. You know, being yeah, able to. Yeah, so, okay. yeah. So you definitely, yeah, you definitely—you I you get definitely what you're know. saying. Yeah, yeah. Hitting your child was a, was a, not an honor, but it was something that was expected. That's how people were. It wasn't good. It wasn't good. Sometimes people took it too far. And yeah,
1: yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, I still have scars from my childhood days too, that I look at.
2: That's really bad. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like in my leg, I got a slash. I still have it to this day. After like forty years, um, I guess you know. I mean, it, it's well, the, you know, we got no control over anything in this life. I'm just trying to um, stay focused and and stay, you know, you know, Christ centered. You know, what I'm saying I'm just trying to concentrate more on my walk with God right now and just do the right thing, man, and just trying to not think about certain things that were said and done to me because sometimes it doesn't matter how long ago it was. Sometimes it can still affect me. And you know what I'm saying? I don't want to, yeah. yeah, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to, it's okay to talk about it, but you know, it's,
2: I think it's, the one common denominator that all three of us have is we have things in our past like that. Not necessarily exactly the same, but our childhoods were different and hard. Right,
1: right, exactly. In different ways, so yeah, Mm -hmm, we do have mm -hmm. that in common, so. Right, right. So you,
2: did you grow up in, in um, New York?
1: Yeah. So New York
2: City, what part of New York?
1: Well, I was first born in Long Island in 1974, and by 1977, I was only three years old, my parents moved to um, Brooklyn, to Bushwick. Yeah. And, And I've been raised there ever since even though I used to live in Harlem at one time I lived in the Bronx but um I was always a Brooklyn guy you know me I'm more of a Brooklyn guy
2: one of my closest friends from there very proud of that (laughs) she's very proud of that she loves Brooklyn
1: yeah oh nice yeah Brooklyn is cool (laughs)
2: yeah
0: yeah yeah most have man so yep so so I know you're saying that you were raised in the church um as a child did you I mean, because I know, I mean, I was, I went to church as a kid and, and I think, you know, most kids do, especially from our generations and stuff like that. But yeah. did you, did you not take to it the way you take to it now? Like, was it, was it something that you foreseen, for, for like yourself being involved in with the rest of your life and stuff as a kid? No, I mean, as a kid, I would just go because my mother made me go,
1: you know, every time that and you know, even when I was in my teens, early teens, I found church like a little too boring. You know, if the church bus the church bus would leave, I would be like, "Yes, now I could stay home and play with my toys." And <laughs> you know, yeah. this this you know, but it's that back in the eighties, church was it was so strict. It was different. It's not like now. You know how now. You got these pastors now looking all hip and cool, you know, and um, the music and everything that's popping. Back in those days, there was none of that. You know, it was very solid. It was very strict. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I used to love going to Sunday school. You know, we all grew up as a family in church, you know, but it was a Spanish Pentecostal church where. It was very strict. Like the females had to dress a certain way. The guys had to dress a certain way. There was not, you know, wasn't allowed to listen to certain music or go to the beach or to the movies. Cause you know, that was a sin and we were being disciplined. And, um, but, you know, despite of being strict and everything, I do kind of miss Now that I think about all that, I kind of do miss the old school church the way it was back in the days, because, you know, it was also, you know, very, now that I come to think about it, it was very seriously, you know, these, um, back in those days, people were very devoted to God and they were very, and I feel like that's what we need nowadays. I think that's what we need today. We need a church that's very, you know, devoted like it was back then. Even though you do have a lot of good churches now, don't get me wrong. But it's just, it's just time. It changed. It's just, it's just we're in a in a, in a different time. You
0: well, know, you know, I went to the yeah. Ju- I know. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. Growing up, I went to like when I was a kid, we went to an Irish Catholic church, and it was, it was so hard. You know what I mean? Just, just trying to even stay awake or even focusing on what what homeboy was saying because it was just you know stand up kneel just sit down take this drink that and i was like yo like this and it wasn't until i moved out here and, and i went to church with my grandma she went to a baptist church and everyone was jumping and singing and it was just it was a whole different ball game you know and i was just like yo i, was like, I, I always just incorporated it with anything to do with church with my only recognition of church was with the Catholic church and stuff like that. And it was just not, not what I wanted to to be involved with, you know? And then, um, and it wasn't until I started going to church with my grandma, which was a Baptist church. Um, she went to a a really big one in Phoenix called North Phoenix Baptist church. And, um, it, it, it was an amazing place. They had all kinds of things for kids to do. Was, they had an ice skating rink and basketball courts and all kinds of stuff. And I was just like, I had never seen anything like that, you know, because coming from Boston, there was nothing like that out there, at least, for, you know, for the church that we went to. But I grew up, uh, I'm a
2: Mormon, LDS, and it in and itself has got some strictness too in different kinds of ways. You know, we don't drink, we don't smoke, we don't... Um, we don't believe in all that kind of stuff, but even our church has come to, I wouldn't say the gospel of Jesus Christ has ever changed. Like, like we pretty, we believe in it pretty strictly the way the gospel is, right? The Book of Mormon is just a another, um, testament of the Bible and, and what is in the new and old Testament and we believe it and we live it. But I do think the membership of our church has, has in the last several years, maybe decade, has evolved to be more Christ-centered, not so judgmental. Um, sometimes we got stuck in our ways of we don't smoke and we don't drink. And it turned people off to us because we, you know, the, the judgment of all that and and really it has nothing 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 whatsoever to do with what Christ church is all about and i think that even our membership is evolving to understanding that more and and i just a believer that Christ the Christ i know and the god that i know loves everyone and yes. and judge there's no room for judgment there really isn't and, no. and christ didn't hang around with people that were that tough rough people you know he, he hung around with he hung around with people with all kinds of problems the sinners that's who he hung around with and so if Christ can hang around with them then maybe I can and so that's sort of where I've been kind of like changing my views and you know I raised Ronnie kind of you go to church and you don't do this and you don't do that I I, I wasn't I wasn't strong an arm, arm in him by any means. And, and when he decided he was old enough, and he didn't want to go to church anymore. I didn't force him, you know, but he knew how I felt. And, and so I think judgment does hurt. I know it hurts a lot for people. Yeah. And a lot of people out there think that Christians are judgmental. And so it's my goal to try to overcome that somehow. Cause I don't think Christians are judgmental. Christians aren't judgmental. They just live by a certain way. And when they don't live by that way, then it looks hypocritical and that kind of thing. But if you're really living like Christ wants you to live, you, you, you just love everyone. So I've been interested in you because I, every time I've talked to you, you've always been so caring of me and you don't even know me. And you send me these nice, you know, texts right off the bat how you cared so i could tell that you're you do work on being christ-centered and so that was impressive to me so that's why i told jerk we gotta have this guy on someday because he he's interesting to me so what got you involved in graffiti like how did you get involved in art and graffiti first off and how long have you been involved in graffiti
1: yeah i grew up in graffiti since um the 80s but before i conclude um just want to say real yeah. quick about what you said that um ain't nobody to judge but god you know right only god knows our hearts so and the bible says in matthew 7 do not judge or you'll be judged do not condemn or right. you will be condemned so right. remember we all everybody sins. nobody's perfect exactly but we love god and we're doing our best to serve god the best way we can through the exactly. holy spirit so exactly. And that's we'll the, get to your
2: ministry and what you're doing, but we're just trying to figure out where you coming from and like where yeah, did yeah, graffiti have, start? Yeah, yeah where the, did you
1: graffiti? Graffiti. I grew okay. I grew up on graffiti nearly all my life. Graffiti back in the days, it was it was everywhere. I'm talking about like back in the early 80s, you know, because mind you, back in those days, hip hop just like Run DMC and the Fat Boys and Houdini and all these rappers that just came out rap was new so graffiti was even bigger supposedly it's it was an element of hip-hop so graffiti was on trains it was on the train stations it was everywhere you went graffiti was everywhere but it was so cool because back in the 80s they used to do like some fresh characters you know like some dope characters you know like jerk knows
2: I'm trying to learn
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah those were those were good times man and the graffiti was different it's not like now now it's advanced but back then it was like original it was like old school looking it's like music you know you listen to a rap music from back in the 80s and you hear rap music now you see the difference so that's how graffiti is like graffiti is the same way so I grew up on graffiti in my life I mean I was in church yeah and I was going to church but there was a lot of graffiti people on my block. And I don't know. I mean, graffiti was always in me. I loved graffiti since I was young. And, you know, I got to tag Spain through school because I started talking Spanish. Since I'm real light, they thought I was from Spain. And I'm like, no, you know, they were like, oh, <laughs> Spain. So now I started catching writing Spain. That was my first tag, was Spain. And, um, uh, you know, not as much as Jesus saves. I would just ride around the neighborhood. I grab a marker. I would write Spain. You know, I would go right on the trains. I would put Spain on the trains. and But it wasn't to like, I just wanted God to use me, and I wanted to be submitted to the Lord that I gave my life to God. And it's when I, I wanted to continue the graffiti to a point where I wanted to change the message and just... Be all about Jesus now. You know, maybe if I write Jesus saves, people's gonna, let's see, hopefully, people will see it and believe it and give their life to the Lord and be saved. That's my way of preaching because I used to preach in the streets. But of course, you know, there's gonna come a time where I'm gonna have to just leave. But at least if I write it on the wall, it preaches it
0: 24 7. So, No, i can definitely i can definitely attest to that because um when i used to i used to run a mural business and we'd get a lot of um odd man jobs and stuff like that and there's been a couple churches where we do go in and do characters and stuff for like the the you know the sunday schools and the stuff that they kind of want to keep hip with the times and stuff like that and someone actually showed me one of your pictures and they're like hey is there any way you can do this and i was just like I was like that's actually a guy and i told him all about you and stuff like that from at that time that's what if i told him what i knew and yes. um and he was just blown away and, and 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 you know he was just kind of baffled at first that someone would go and, and and do illegal graffiti and do this and this and this but but have the name jesus saved like he's to him at first he was kind of a contradiction because you know it's like you're destroying property and stuff like that but then he kind of, I could see it kind of start sinking in like, no, he's going above and beyond to preach, you know, his truth and his message and, 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 you know, what everyone should see. And he's, he's going one step above everyone else. Like, you know, some people, you know, just sit comfortably in a church their whole life and, and never, never reach out and try to get people. And, and you're taking it one step above and, and, and reaching out to a, a, a new generation that Right. that we're involved with mm-hmm. and trying to get that message out and and he just i could i could see his like his emotions kind of shift over the whole conversation about it and and he thought it was so cool and um i remember we end up the, the i think the mural that we did in there was like a desert scene or something like that but yeah he was he was he was wanting a big jesus saves piece in there and I so when i told him it was it was actually a person and stuff like that like that's when the whole conversation sparked but mm-hmm. wow nice. oh. man amen Well, one thing about me is like,
1: to me, it's a crime if I go and write on your clean property, write on your clean truck or your clean van, or let's say I go to your nice, beautiful house and I start writing, that's that's a crime. That's, to me, that's like a violation. I would never do that. I mean, something like that. But the thing is that I would target walls that has graffiti already. If I see a lot of graffiti, yeah, I'm going to put my name up. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. number one, yeah. the wall is dirty, has a lot of graffiti. Number two, my tag is gonna rock even longer. And number three, they can't even tell when I did it. Right. <laughs> you know, now, <laughs> now, now if you're writing on clean property, number one, I wouldn't want nobody to write on my clean property. Number two, they could report the police and I'm gonna be in hot water. And number three, I'm wasting paint because they're gonna clean it the next day. So right. It's not worth writing on clean property. Like to me, that's that's a, that's like a crime if I do that. You know, if I go and write on somebody's clean property, that's wrong. But catching tags where I see graffiti, like I never, I never, I never felt convicted about it, unless you know God really convicts me. It's not a point where I'm, right now I'm not even spray painting like that. I'm just putting up stickers and catching market tags that's where
2: I'm yeah, at right now. I don't I I used to have hard feelings about graffiti. I always saw graffiti as Ronnie's Avenue to hell. Like he just was always he was so addicted to it from the time he was really young. He was writing it on the baseboards of his bedroom, all over the wall, everything we saw in the house was starting to get tagged. We couldn't figure out what the heck is going on. So I always saw it as a negative thing and um we did an episode, Jerk kind of, you know, you talk about a shift. I had a little bit of a shift in one of our episodes where we talked about um, his life and he talked about graffiti in the sense that, you know, their their philosophy, the ones that I know, not all of them, but some of most of them, I think they try to keep it in their own neighborhoods and their own places where there's walls that are already graffitied and there are some areas in phoenix where there's whole alleyways that are devoted to that and i don't think it always was that way in phoenix like it would probably was in new york you probably didn't have as many dirt com, com, you know totally tell me i'm wrong if i am but i think in the time when ronnie was coming up in in phoenix it wasn't it wasn't like that as much as it is now but yeah i think uh, I think I go through, te- through, you know, I live in the suburbs of Phoenix and in pretty nice neighborhoods and I don't see graffiti. And when I do, it's probably some little punk just trying to do his little thing and, you know, it's fine. It doesn't bother me like it used to. It, it really doesn't. I, um, I see it as more of a, uh, expression of that person and, sometimes when you see it in a nice on a clean somebody's property or something the expression might be he's reaching out for help that's how i look at it more or she i've seen some graffiti artists that are girls too so yeah
1: yeah so you have a lot of them <laughs>
2: i might be wrong Dirk tell me if uh... i'm wrong about phoenix but i think it's been more opened up than when ronnie was growing up when he was first starting in it
0: um realistically every city kind of goes through waves you'll have mm-hmm. a, a, a new mayor coming to town and his you know he right before election time he'll clean the whole city up and yeah, you know yeah, he's got this big war on graffiti and, and it's like that everywhere you know everywhere I've ever lived yeah. everywhere you know I've ever visited you got times where everything's grilled and everything's running and then you got time period where it's like yo you know don't hit the freeways don't hit this because it, it just doesn't rock right now um you know everyone's kind of sticking to this and so that's why like anytime i go to a new city and i paint i'll usually i'll I'll tap in with a local i'm like hey you know like what's what what's what's riding right now because then i know my stuff's gonna ride longer um and and it's like that all over the world um you know it it, graffiti styles change drastically from from geographical points but the rules are still the same everywhere you go you know um, so one question I wanted to ask Spain was, did you ever have any um, like not any any negative run-ins with people not liking the fact of, of you painting Jesus saves and stuff like that throughout the years? Or was everyone ever kind of open to it or yeah, um,
1: I, I, I got into a couple of incidents. Beside people going over my, you know, the message and the tag, so people ain't like me. And, you know, maybe it's because there were certain things I also said online. Like back then I was like too emotional, like, yo, what's wrong with you? And this and that. Like bad. So now I bump into certain people, you know, in different times. And I got into a total of, I would say... I got into a total of like about five fights, maybe like five in different times. I got into five shop fairs with other graffiti people, other graffiti writers. And I'm not a Upset fighter. That at you?
2: Upset yeah, at like, you for your message or because nah, you're in a turf, turf war or what? Nah, no, it's just, it? yeah.
1: it's just because you know, I, I, it's because of stuff that I was say online. I would take it offensive, wow. and when they see me, I will have to scrap. And I'm not gonna run because I run, then everybody's gonna know about it. So I have no choice but to fight, like it or not.
2: Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. And yeah.
1: and I'm not and I'm not a fighting type. I'm not about that life. I'm not about I'm not about that street life. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's not me, man. I don't feed into the streets like life. I'm a, I'm not a tough guy or fight or none of that. Like yo yo yo. That's come on, man. I, I you know, I put that to the side, man. I'm, I, I want to be able to pray for people continuously, be able to be an example, you know. But then again, somebody comes and trying to attack me, I got no choice but to defend myself, right? You know. Um, but I ask the Lord every time I step out to protect me, and you know, to um, you know, to send angels around me and about me, and um, you know, and that I could be a blessing to Have you ever?
2: Have you ever been attacked because you're a, because you're a Christian?
1: Um, no, not because That's I good. was a Christian, not because I was a Christian. I guess it's because
2: <sighs> I don't know. Because of or my smart- Christians who feel that you shouldn't be using Christ's name like that. Do you think that people I've get been, upset? I've
1: been, I've been judged before, even in my yeah, church. Yeah yeah oh that you what you're doing is wrong you're not supposed to do that that you know you could go to hell and this and that you could lose your salvation and this but i'm like if if the lord convicts me then okay i'll stop but so far you know little by little the lord is you know i'm growing in the lord man i'm not going out at night like i used to and spray paint you know it's something i guess that god has you know taken away from me but I'm still putting up stickers. I'm still catching market tax, but I'm not, you know, I'm not going crazy like I used to, you know. Yeah. Back in 2005, during, you know, in the late 90s, or early 2000s, every neighborhood in New York you could think of, I was there. The couldn't even tell what Burrow I lived in. I have so much ups. Now it's like, you know, I'm, I'm you know, I traveled through different parts of the States. Do permission walls. I've been in Europe. I paint out there. So, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, just concentrate on doing legal and permission walls. Do something nice. You know what I mean? All that going out at night, it's kind of like, it's a different time. You know, I'm kind of like, now I'm a little too lazy to go out at night. I'm usually home by 9 or 10 o'clock. I'm
0: heading to bed early. So, you know. <laughs> you got, you got work in the morning. I think yeah, I yeah, wake up
1: it's... early i gotta wake up early for work tomorrow so it's like you know i'm, I I'm, in, my think late, the I'm old in my late timers. 40s.
2: i think all of you guys yeah. that made it through those times there's a few of you that were good friends with ronnie ronnie's you know if he was alive he'd be he's pushing 40 next year he would be 40 um he i saw him slowing down and seeing life differently seeing things differently so yeah that's a good thing there's nothing wrong with that that's that's life that's maturity that's,
0: yeah.
2: and you'd be good examples to me that's good examples to the younger guys they don't have to listen yeah. to you they don't you know but it's a good example
0: it it yeah it's good right yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm the same boat like i i man i'll leave all the jumping fences and running from cops and stuff to the young kids like i'm just after 30 I kind of was like yeah if i can't take a uh a, a, you know a fence cutter and cut my way in like it's the spot's not for me like i'm doing and, uh, <laughs> and, and i think i think that kind of i think that kind of goes for a, a lot of graffiti writers i mean i still have a couple i have a couple of friends that still are daily you know tagging and stuff like that i i'm, I'm friends with um mm-hmm. a, a legend from la this dude 125 and oh, uh, nice. i mean that yeah. dude that dude he mm-hmm. paints like on his instagram stories he's he paints seven seven trains before my lunch break you know what uh-huh. i mean and i'm like geez like you know there's still this dude's in his 50s and he's still painting more than anyone else that i i know of you know what i mean and and i'll never stop painting and you know i i wish that you know, the illegal aspect of it wasn't something that kind of called to me so much because I feel like I could get far further in with doing murals and and, in commission walls and stuff like that. But, you know, I just, I don't know. It's just always been that urge of wanting to go bombing and stuff like that, where I'm I'm forced to like, if I don't catch a marker tag once a day, like I start getting these anxiety attacks and I'm to the point where I'm just like, I gotta go do something. You know what I mean? Like, wow. <clears throat> but um, so as, as far as graffiti, before we get into your hip hop career, um, do you have any, or who was your main, the guys you looked up to when you first started doing graffiti? Like all the main, the biggest influences on you as far as as, as New York painting goes?
1: Um, definitely um, J81. Yeah, J.A. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know that J-A-1. person? I, I know of him you know of him? and i never met him but he's the one that I actually started seeing like every every everywhere back oh, in yeah. i'm talking about since the late 80s and i'm like man who is this guy i see that same handwriting everywhere i go and i'm looking at rocky five rocky five comes out in 1990 and he's in the, in the rocky five movie <laughs> he comes his tag comes out in a couple of hip-hop videos rap videos and I'm like, man. So, when I, you know, I got into graffiti because I kind of like grew up on JA and EZ and, you know, is the Wiz, you know, um, yeah. NYC Lace, and started seeing these tags everywhere, you know what I'm saying? Um, but when, when I started writing Jesus Saves, you know, I started like when I was about 20, 21, in the mid 90s, I want my, my goal was to be like, like JA, I wanted to be everywhere. My goal was to just hit up every neighborhood I could think of, tunnels, you know, anything, the Amtrak that leads you to another state. I wanted to hit all that, you know, but it's like, it's never, no matter how many tags you catch, it's never enough. It's like, you're not satisfied And it's hard to tell how many tags you got unless somebody like gets excited and tells you like, oh my goodness, yo, yo, you everywhere. You know, and you're like, oh, wow, I am. I didn't take out (laughs) once,
0: you know what I'm saying? So, especially back then. Oh, sorry. But yeah, I mean, especially back then, you know, before the internet, you know, you kind of had to rely on Listening to the streets about you know how up you were because you you know I mean you can have a million tags but if no one recognized it or no one be like yo you're that dude yeah I seen you over here I seen you over there like that's where you know the the kind of recognition and and the um, the love for graffiti kind of came full circle for me too Um, and dude, DJ was definitely one of the biggest especially like when I was before I really started piecing, like, I, you know, I swore, like, oh, I'm just gonna be bombing my whole life. If I'm carrying an oxygen tank and taking my one-a-days, like, I'm gonna go, you know, I'm just gonna be bombing, 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 <laughs> and, um, and Jay, and Kez 5, and Giz, and those dudes were always, like, my biggest New York influences, or just East Coast in general, because I remember living in Boston, and those dudes would come through routinely and just crush everything, like, oh, I remember wow. Kez 5 had yeah, kaz Five. I remember the first time I had seen his stuff. Um, we were we were going to Somerville or something in Boston, and and we passed by like an area that no one paints because it's close to Harvard and, and MIT's right around the corner and stuff like that. And you don't um, you don't paint those areas because it's one of the richest you know parts of America where you know all these Ivy League kids are going. So. You don't want to paint there because it's not gonna last. But I remember we turned the corner and there was just a rally of Kes five everywhere. And I was wow. like, yo, this dude's crazy. And then we literally like followed that we jumped on the freeway and just followed his wrath of destruction. I was like, yo, who is this dude? And my cousins told me, like, Oh yeah, this dude's this dude's a savage. Like, you yeah, gotta watch him and, and then yeah, same thing. I remember seeing Rocky Five and seeing it seeing the, the JA tags and I think <laughs> Um one of the first Jay-Z videos, I think it was other Jay-Z or Nas videos I'd seen. There was just like a, a huge J filling in the background. I was like, yo, this dude's dope, you know, like but um so so um when did you start getting into hip hop and rapping?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean I I grew up on hip hop,
1: you know. Right. And 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 you know, back in the '80s and '90s, and I grew up on rock music too. Back in the '80s and '90s, like I still listen to Striper, which is one of my favorite Christian metal bands from the '80s, and
0: <laughs>
1: you know, and 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 you know, and hip hop too. You know, like Big Daddy Kane, Biz Marquee and all that. So then, you know, being a church, I mean, I got into listening to a lot of like gospel hip hop now. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, I, I love hip hop. I love to rap. So I wanted to give it a shot. And that's when I decided to, um, haven't been in a hip hop scene as long as I did the graffiti, but I just started doing this rap music thing about like seven years ago. And um, so, you know, I just started seven years ago, but now it's that I'm really like going hard at it. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm recording, doing a lot of recordings doing music videos now for my gospel rap music and um, you know but I keep it you know hip-hop I keep it 90-ish a little I'm not too much into the trap music you know the I don't know I could try to rap like these young kids nowadays but it's it's not in me it's like people tell me I got to update my music but it's like I'm trying but it's not easy.
0: There you go. Well, especially especially in New York, you know, New York's always been the mecca of hip-hop and, and the birthplace of hip-hop, you know, so, you know, kind of keeping up with the times is always, you know, an important thing, because now, you know, New York's on this whole, um, you know, trap beats and drill and stuff like that, and, you know, everything's kind of, it has changed drastically from 10, 10 years ago when everything was like on club beats, stuff like that, and then 10 years before that, it was all you know, gangster rap and stuff like that. So, right. um, but uh, yeah, I remember seeing um, your most recent video that you put out, I believe it was Deadline. Oh yeah, that's my, one of my latest, yeah. But my yeah, last video. Yeah. I, I, found the, I found the visuals for that video pretty pretty freaking awesome. I oh, was thank really you. Cool. Yeah, my, my girlfriend films me and I
1: edited it through my iPhone. My iMovie. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh,
0: so everything through your phone, huh? Yeah,
1: yep. right now, right now, what, majority of the music videos you see nowadays is all phones.
2: It's crazy, isn't oh, yeah. it? Those yeah, little things I- are, are powerful little boxes, aren't they?
1: Yeah, I'm actually getting an iPhone 13 just to film. It's not even for me to
2: talk. They got crazy good. Um, good- oh yeah good cameras on them like super good some of the professional photographers i i just did a photo shoot last week with a a guy in las vegas um that my daughter-in-law set me up with and this guy was like saying that of course you know that they when you take photography and you and you do it as a profession there's a lot of pride in its art you know it's a lot of pride in what you're doing and i'm not trying to digress here but it's he said that it's getting harder and harder for that for that art to show because the the um, editing tools that are out there and those those cameras are incredible incredible oh, yes. cameras. So it was like sad for him. He was like, but he said uh, it'll never go away though because they do. You can always tell, you know, when there's a professional shot versus another. But it's still they're really really different so you do all your own recording and your own editing and photography right off that little box huh
1: wow yes yes
2: well my girlfriend
1: films me to do my videos and then I edit it but um you know as long as it looks good and yeah that's what matters yeah Uh, it doesn't have to be like perfect like that but you know the iPhone so far it's takes very good videos yeah it's to a point where I end up selling my camcorder I had a Sony camcorder and yeah. I end up selling end up selling it because the phone is like it's like it's one better. of the
2: best. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, do I you still go... I'm thing.
0: sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry. I was, you- was going to tap on the same thing. I kind of dabble with the same thing. I have like an iPad Pro and um, there's just so many new apps and stuff like that you can use for, for editing and film. They have like stabilization you know, tools and all kinds of stuff. And I, I filmed, I filmed full videos on just my iPad alone and I was just kind of blown away because you know I was thinking like yeah I want to get into this and then I was like well I have this let's see how I how it works and man yeah this all the new technology is just you know before you know it, there's not going to be any you know DSLR cameras or or you know what I mean like you know everything is going to be so much more better with just the, the thing that's you know you lugging around your pocket yeah
2: so do you um your ministry, you talked today when I asked you a little bit about you, you talked about your ministry. Do you have an organized ministry of people that follow you or do you do you just go out to the streets? And you mentioned earlier that you actually preach on the streets.
1: And yes, yeah sometimes, So how does I mean, it
2: work? Yeah. Tell us about that.
1: It's it's, you know, I mean, it's not that I have a ministry following me. It's actually I'm following the ministry.
0: Um, I love that
1: tent tent ministry is a, a ministry that's in my neighborhood and the pastor to the ministry I grew up with him we, we was raised in the same church since we were oh, little. cool that's like my little brother so sometimes yeah. we'll we'll go out we'll go to the streets we'll feed we'll feed people sometimes they'll put me to pray for people we'll go and pray for people um, show them love give people a hug that's crazy good I love that could be a homeless man dirty i'll give him a hug and tell him that i love you and jesus loves you and you know we just want to speak life over people because there's a lot of hurting people with no hope suicidal thoughts depression and whatever and we're here to let them know that they're beautiful they're valuable important priceless unique and they're a part of god's plan and purpose and this is what i'm here for as well as a not just a graffiti writer and a gospel rapper but also as a as an evangelist that God called me to be. I'm here to you know let people know about the salvation of Christ and that there is hope for everybody's lives out there. You know
2: I love that. I abs- I absolutely love that. That's mm-hmm. every person that has the ability to to put out Christ's word should and do the best I can. I'm always trying to figure out what I can do to help. And I always come right down to just being kind to one another and loving one another and and doing whatever me and jerk can do. We keep, we keep forming out what we're wanting to do with ourselves and we'll get there. And, um, I've, I've got a special place in my heart for the, for the addicts (laughs) and, um, trying to figure out my mission there, but I will. And you've really influenced me a lot, just listening to you and your, your devotion to Christ and your devotion to the people that need you and in New York. And so I appreciate it. I appreciate you just were so willing. Like I just threw out a a Instagram message to you and you were right on top of it. Absolutely willing from the moment we asked you. So I appreciate that a lot.
1: Amen. Well, well, you know, you, you and Chuck, you guys got a beautiful heart. And um, sometimes it doesn't take for you guys to just talk about Jesus if they're not ready to hear it. Right, but just right. through just through your love, through the heart that you guys have can touch other people's heart, can touch other people's life, just because of your kindness. And that's what I see in you guys. You guys have such a kind heart to a point where you guys are loved and you guys will make other people. Feel loved and appreciated, you know Appreciate what I mean. That. So, look at Mr. Rogers' neighborhood, you all know who he is, right? Yeah, okay, <laughs> <laughs> listen, he was a Christian, he was a man, yeah, of
2: God. he was. But if you
1: notice, not one time he ever mentioned anything about God or Jesus, but his, oh. but you could see the Christ in that man, he was an angel, right. and right. you could see the there's something about him that has touched a lot of people, and that's how people can realize that hey there's something different about this man and um and then it's all going to come down at the end of the day at the end of the day too it's going to come down to jesus come down to christ now there's times that i preach straight up bold be like yo jesus loves you come to jesus christ he wants to make a change there's certain times that but when people don't want to hear it you got to respect that you know i got to respect the fact absolutely. that absolutely I cannot give it to people, raw if they're not ready for it and if they don't want to hear it, but I will show them kindness. I will show them love. And maybe through that, they'll be touched.
2: You know, one of my favorite thoughts about Christ was that not forcing people, forcing himself on others. And the biggest example to me is one of his own disciples betrayed him and he never, he never, um looked down his nose at him. He knew all along. I mean, he knew right to the day he was crucified that he was being betrayed by his best friend, you know, one of his best friends. And he never pushed himself on him and never forced his will on him and allowed him to betray him. And that's a great example that we should all be looking at, that our will and our desire, like all the fighting going on in America over who's right, who's wrong, you know, is just incredibly wrong. And, and I've always looked to Christ for that example because he never pushed that on, he never pushed what he knew to be true. He knew he was the son of God. He knew that he came to this earth to to be sacrificed for all of us and our sins. And, and yet he'd go out and preach his gospel but he never forced anybody. He never forced anybody on his side. He just lived by example and by love. So I love that. I love that example that he had. And so you're right, you know. Being kind and loving and good to a good to fellow man and serve one another, that's, that's all it's all about. That's, that's all it is. And even the greatest people who do not even believe in Christ can be that way. My son, Ronnie, swore that he didn't believe in Christ for years. I think that he did that at first because it got back at me. He knew it was a way. We were, like, fighting a lot when he was a teenager, and that was a way for him to, well, about 10 months before he died, we had a really, really deep conversation one night, and he told me that he believed in God. It the biggest blessing, biggest blessing to me. That I, at the moment that he told me that, I didn't know like why is he telling me this? Why is he telling me this now, this time of our lives? Why is he telling me this? And I and I didn't get it until almost within minutes of his death that I realized that was a blessing from God that I I knew that he believed in God. Amen. He Amen. made it and it and he made it clear that he didn't believe at the same believe in him exactly the same way I did, but I didn't care. I told him, I don't care. God is God, you know, doesn't matter. So I'm hoping that that's, I guess, if there is any ministry that I have, it's that the example that I want to set is that it doesn't matter who you are, what color you are, how old you are, how young you are, what, you know, what religion, what not religion, all of that doesn't matter. I love you. And and that's just how I feel. And it, it, I didn't feel that until my son died. Right. Well, yeah. And because of people like jerk, <laughs> you know, the examples that I have of how, you know, Jerk's got tattoos all over them. And there was a day when I would never walk, you know, I would never approach somebody like that. That's scary. They must be doing bad things. You know, Jerk's the biggest teddy bear in the whole wide world. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want. Th- he doesn't want that in me either. On. He doesn't want. Yeah,
1: yeah. Now each. that I'm. Yeah, now that I'm. Now that I'm looking at him. Yeah, he 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 kind of look. He looks like a. He looks like a tough guy, but. Yeah. He has a, he has a, but he has a he has a beautiful heart, man. He
2: does. He really he does. He is a
1: big. Te- he is a big teddy bear. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that people that don't know him will probably be like. oh, oh. Yo, yo, that I don't know, man. That guy looks he look like he's about to knock me. for them. when you get to meet him, when you get to know him, they'll be
0: yeah.
1: out. Know. That you was know, sometimes me. I get that too. People be looking at me like I'm street. Like, like, and then when I, they start talking and conversating with me, they be like, oh, man, you mad cool. I exactly. thought you was one of those street, one of those street guys. I'm like,
2: nah. Exactly. You know,
1: and I, and I you one
2: know of, I, one of my most finest experiences in life, hands down close to even getting married my husband's in the other room he probably wouldn't want to hear this but one of my best experiences in my life was the day that Ronnie was buried and like jerk was there and I we my husband and I decided to allow there was just all these graffiti artists there everywhere everywhere there was a bunch of them and they were having a hard time walking away from his casket because they just oh, they just wow. were mourning so badly. And Greg and I didn't know what to say or do like to help these guys. And yes. we were mourning. We didn't know what to do for ourselves, you know? So my son says to me, he's like, it's too bad. We don't have some, some pins for them. They could just tag up his casket. And I looked at him, I'm like, what a great idea. So I told my husband, "Um, what do you feel about letting these guys tag up Tag up the casket, and my husband's like, "I don't care, let's do it." You know, so I remember walking over to his friend Essay, which is one of his best friends, and his name's S- That's not his name, but that's street name Essay. And I said, "Hey Essay, you know, I feel really bad. I should have told you guys to bring paint, paint and stuff, because we feel like maybe if you guys would like to tag his." Before I could even finish, he's like, "Are you kidding me?" And I'm like, "No," and he's like, "Yeah," you know, and what was the funniest thing to my husband? I, we just stepped back and I mean, women and men were going to their cars and coming back with boatloads, cartons of oh, pins wow. and paint. <laughs> and we were like, whoa, you carry this stuff with you? It was like so funny to us. But to sit back as a family and watch the love that these guys did, they, they tagged his his casket up I'll send you some pictures of it because it's pretty damn cool and and he was he was honored and there was no guile there whatsoever these were men and women that loved my son so much and to be able to watch that portrayal of that and man just a couple days before that before he had died I would have never guessed in a million years that I would have done that and so Christ has a lot of ways to work through people a lot of different people on earth and different ways to work through them and you're on a good mission and i I feel I feel very proud to know you
1: i'm here'm I'm, I'm blessed to know you guys too yeah both as well and um you know I, I wish I would have met your son I know that your son was um very uh, he was like a hardcore graffiti writer um I do believe that he definitely had an encounter with the Lord for, by him just telling you that. It gives me peace to know that he, he definitely um, made an impact with God because the, the Bible says that the, the words comes from the abundance of the heart. So if he if he said that, I believe in God, that's all it takes. That's
2: all it and did for a, me. Yeah.
1: And, and this has And this has nothing to do with religion. It has nothing to do with church. Mm-hmm because mm-hmm. churches remember religion is man-made religion has nothing to do with god religion is just i don't know i see it like a training but religion like i'm not religious my religion is the father son and holy spirit my religion is the bible that's my religion my religion is god is jesus that's my religion
0: right. you know
1: what i mean like yeah i do know god what you mean. Is, i mean exactly. yeah god is yeah. my religion. Yeah. not you know me being a christian pentecostal a Buddhist, whatever it is that's you know and this is the problem a lot of people get caught up with different religion and you know and it's not about that it's just about a relationship with god and i believe that your son had a relationship with the lord and this is why he said i believe and um i'm pretty know, sure it's
2: looking back on it you're a hundred percent right. At the moment, I didn't understand it, but looking back at some things that happened, he was living at home for the last seven months before he passed away, and um, that was another blessing. And yeah, there was a lot of things that happened that I a hundred percent believe that too. Um, Amen. Amen. I really do. I I think he's. I think he found peace.
1: Amen. Amen. So. Yeah, I know, I know it's been very tough, but you know, um, your son has touched a lot of people's lives and um a lot of people appreciated him. And you should be proud of yourself, you and your husband, because you guys were also good parents to him and you guys been an example to him. You know, we he, tried our he, best. We weren't perfect, but we tried our best. Yeah, but he left out of here feeling loved.
2: Yeah that I appreciate
1: yeah and appreciate it so yeah you know think about it It would have been worse you know you got parents out there who don't even love their kids and treat their kids they they reject their kids and god forbid something happens they start it kills them it kills them to a point where like
2: man I know I had a dad like that my dad was a, a drug addict um, been in prison right. a couple times and he uh, no matter how much i told him that i forgave him he couldn't forgive himself and in, in the end destroyed him you know? oh okay yeah. yeah he's been too hard on himself yeah he was. Was. he was way too hard on himself way too yeah. hard on himself. and
1: that's not a good thing when you're emotional your emotion yeah. takes over yeah. sometimes the devil puts certain things in your thoughts in your mind to try to destroy you and um you know, you got to understand that that was a lie. So any like negative thoughts that comes to mind, I just, we, we got to like push, push, push it away, push yeah. it to the side and rebuke it and speak the word of God over ourselves and say, I'm beautiful. God, I'm wonderfully created in God's image. I speak the word of God over my life and, you know, we're victorious and, uh, your son definitely, um, touched others, touched many people. And I'm pretty sure he was also touched with you know with yeah, and you know jerk as well he i could tell that they were tight you know i could see that jerk is a very good man and um these are the good people that um god has allowed um everybody to cross path with your son yeah you know what i mean so it's 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 a blessing but one of the hardest and the biggest blows is just you know to lose somebody you yeah. know what i mean um,
2: I believe in that life after here, though this is just a minute—a minute in God's time—and
1: it's temporary.
2: Yeah, we don't know what's going on after this, but I look forward to that. Amen.
1: Amen. you will
2: be the first person I look for. So,
1: <laughs> Amen. Praise be to God. <laughs> Amen. And like I said, and like I said, um. You know, I got my, like I said, Sony. I got my little, I got my flaws. You know what I mean? Like this times I get angry. This times I say mm-hmm. things out of anger. And um, these are things that I got to work on. But it's not for me to feel to be too hard on myself. You know what I mean? No. I got to yeah. just try to ask the Lord to help me to work on things. I had, there was a time I was hope. I had grudges and unforgiveness in my heart. And I have to take it to God and be like, Lord, I feel a certain way about this person. I don't want to have no hate in my heart. Please remove this feeling that's not from you. Because I want to, you know what I'm saying? I could pray all I want and talk to oh, Jesus all I want.
2: I know doing, exactly what you're saying. I had a lot of that. and I Yeah, you know, I got no
1: forgiveness. If there's no forgiveness. Then
2: if you can't forgive, then you cannot move on. Yeah, you just can't. Yeah. You can't.
1: So It's going to affect you emotionally and mentally then yeah. what's the point of even me going to church and talking to Jesus, if I'm going to be gossiping and, and, and having hatred against another person, right. that's, so all oh, that, you know, I had to let all that go, anything that was said and done to me in the past, it's the past, I can't think about it, you know,
2: yeah.
1: there, there's many times I think about certain things that was said and done that really hurts me, and I can't afford to feel a certain way towards certain person that did me wrong. You know what I mean? Right. It, yeah. It's that not everybody is like you and 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 Jack, you know what I'm saying? Not everybody is like us. You gotta mm-hmm. understand that everybody's different. And you got people that are, they don't think like we think. And we all have a different point of views of seeing things and sometimes we can come into and a that's disagreement. never going
2: to change that's never going to change that's why we have to accept it and
1: respect it
2: you know yeah
1: we're going to come into it a disagreement there's yeah, probably some things that okay. like you yeah like doesn't mean i'm going to hate you now come on no, like
2: no. <laughs> i just got attacked online just yesterday and i i, I kept say over and over to this dude and i never get involved in anything like that on i did it and i was like why did i do this because this dude was just attacking me right and left and calling me names and it went on for like 50 i don't even know this guy and it took 50 50 comments from back and forth from and people were coming to my defense and i finally said mm-hmm. dude you're just so you're just so filled with hate you know i'm gonna walk out now just go about your business and i'll go about mine and he just wouldn't stop it so i had to block him because he just yeah yeah that's stop. what you got to do you, know, you just have to walk away and, as, and so, it,
1: as soon as you get something negative just block it
2: that's you don't what, have to feed into that i you know what i've gone 3 years without saying anything online to anybody that was that was about politics or religion or anything i do it on purpose because i have so many people that i love from all walks of life and all you know gay straight uh black white mexican i mean it doesn't matter i have i have somebody in that category as a good friend of mine or a family member and i it's not worth it they're more important to me than than maybe me making a point or me saying something that that i really don't mean it's taken wrong or something and that's that's Anyway, I did it once and I i was like why did i do that i should have learned my lesson so that will probably be the last time i will do that again because it's
0: just if you find out who he is you let me know
2: i know you Uh-oh. guys all yeah, i know
1: you got you got your bodyguard right there i yeah. have a whole bunch of them and
2: i've learned a long too time bad. ago not too bad to he would have been calling
1: him up you jerk i got some beef <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: right. yeah
0: yeah well I truthfully with with I love Wait, it. Oh, there. yeah, yeah. I, I I remember when you came out here. Um yeah, I think you I painted you did a. It's beautiful out there. I love Phoenix. Yeah, I think I think you did a commission wall on or a legal wall over Yeah, they're like three
1: walls. I did three walls out there. Yeah. Phoenix is cool. I might go back if God willing. If
2: you ever right. do, let us know. We'll we'll meet up with you. That'd be fun.
1: Yeah. I would That'd love to fun. link up with you guys. I got families out there, so I'm definitely going back pretty soon if God willing. So, good, yeah, man. So, once again, um, Sonia, um, sorry to hear about your son. Um, you know, and I just pray that the Lord may continue to bless you and give you strength and comfort and peace continuously. And as for Jerk, um, just continue to be you, and um, my condolences to you too, as well, because I know that Ronnie was a good friend of yours, and um. You know, I just pray that the Lord may continue to give you comfort and peace, and just look at the bright side. You guys were able to hang out, spend time together, and um, you know, God allowed you guys to um, to cross paths. So that's one of the biggest blessings ever. You know.
0: Well,
2: thank you.
1: Yes, we're supposed welcome. to
2: be saying thank you.
1: <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> thank you yeah, very much. Yeah, it's late. You. It's late where you're at. I know. So. Yeah, yeah.
1: I know. I know. I almost gotta. You know so i mean you if gotta go has, to work tomorrow yeah yeah and i'm actually at my girlfriend's um uh, you know in her room so. Oh,
2: okay so she's yeah, probably meeting yeah. yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah. yeah I,
2: I tell her thank you for us thank you oh sure i really know. mean that thank you a lot
1: uh, yeah, i'll let her know yes for sure okay so i just want to pray god's blessings upon you both and um thank you for for, for this opportunity and um I think i continue to bless you both. and, um, and um, You too. Yeah. I'll, Stay uh, warm. I will. Just give me 30 seconds to say a quick prayer for you okay. guys. Okay. Hey Father God, in Jesus' name, I just want to thank you for Sonia and Jerk, Father, I just pray that you may continue to bless them, Father God. You may continue to touch their hearts, Lord Jesus, that they could continue, hallelujah, to seek you. And, and hallelujah, that deep inside, Father God, they have a light that could shine a whole world. I pray that you may, hallelujah, continue to bless them and to uplift them, Father God, in times that they feel hurt or times they feel discouraged. I pray your Anointing upon them in Jesus' name, and I thank you for them, Father God. Bless them, Lord Jesus, in Jesus' name. I pray. I say, Amen, Amen, and Amen. 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 Thank amen.
2: you. Thank you. You're so welcome, much.
1: guys. Have a good night. God you bless too. you all. Bye bye. Right. Take care. Bye. All right. Bye. Peace.
2: Bye. bye.
0: All right, everyone. That's another episode in the books. You made it this far. You're an absolute rock star. We appreciate every single one of you guys. Make sure to reach out to us. Hit us up. Let us know how we're doing. Have a good night, y'all. Peace.